Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Hello, hello, good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome, welcome to an edition of Lunch with the Shark. I am your host, Vidal, the Shark CFO Espinosa. I want to thank you for, for tuning in on this uh, first day of fall for 2020. Uh, and um, we have a that we want to cover today. And uh, it was a fun show yesterday. I can tell you that. Uh, we had good comments. Uh, it was very, it was actually very, aimed to most of our entrepreneurs and business owners. We tend to blame everybody except us for the lack of action. Uh, for everything that happens to us, it's everybody else's fault, not ours. And you just need to remember that it's, it's, it's on you. And you just need to remember that who's gonna care more about your business? Pretty much, uh, Tyler uh, uh, ask actually asked us that, and it's a very direct question uh, that any coach, mentor, advisor should ask their their clients. Should ask whomever they're coaching, advising, or mentoring. Dude, it, who's gonna care more about your business? Me, the coach, advisor, mentor, or you, the business owner? the one that has skin in the game, the one that has the loans, the one that went around asking for money from their friends, family, and fools, uh, the one who went to the bank and say, hey, get, give me or lend me a million dollars so I can open my restaurant. Who's gonna care more? And if you say, well, whomever I owe, they need to care more. Dude, really, you guys are I'll leave it in a blank. Whomever is going to care more, it's you. Okay? And I am not telling you what to answer, but that's pretty much it. Like, if you blame your coach, your mentor, your advisor for lack of advanced progress, movement, adjustments in your business, it's not 100% them. Let me tell you that thing. It's not 100% them. And the more you know your business, the more you fully really understand your company, your business, your industry, the more you're going to grow. You need to know in what business you are. It's very interesting because last night, I got a phone call from 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 a friend of ours in in Mexico, and he's like, you know what? We have a possible referral for you guys, or somebody that wants to open a company in the U.S. Here they are. They want to talk to you. Okay, so I I I already was on the phone. So sure, let me talk to them. So they started it describing their business to me, and I was like, what the fuck do they do? 
Like it was super unclear. Like if they're trying to sell me on their business, I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't understand your business. So I went to, I went actually back to them and I said, you know what, your business, it's, it's a, it's a viable business. You can actually, uh, you don't need any, any special licenses in the U S it, it's going to all depend where you're going to be residing in the U S because they want a visa. And I'm like, but let me ask you one thing. What business are you in? I'm like, uh, uh, we are in the business of educating and the business of traveling. I'm like, no, you're not. What business are you in? Like if, if you were trying to sell me in your product service, I would be like, I'm out for those reasons. I'm out. Like I would not invest in your company. I would actually not even touch you as a client. You have no idea what the fuck are you doing pretty much i didn't say it that way i actually sugarcoated it for like for the fourth or fifth time in my life i sugarcoat something and i said you know what the first thing you need to do is what business are you in they had no idea if their product was a deliverable tangible or intangible i'm like i was super shocked nevertheless I actually commend them because they're taking action. They're doing whatever it's necessary for them to launch their business. And they already have over a hundred clients signed up. So they must be doing something, which is they got off their asses and they started it with problems, with issues, with unresolved solutions, but they've started it doing something. That's more than what a lot of us have done. So now the only thing is to work with them to dial in all those issues, period, nothing else. And the most interesting thing is that they're offering a marketing product and they have shit idea on how they're marketing their product. Isn't that funny? So I asked them a couple of questions. I actually left them some uh, work and neither, neither needless to say they're becoming our clients. They're becoming our clients because of the added value, not just because we do your books, not because they are, they're like, they were seeking just tax advice between two countries and like a possibility of an investor visa. And I'm like, dude, you're never going to be able to make it in the U.S. if you don't have this dialed in, period. They loved it. They loved it. So this takes us to our topic for today's Lunch with a Shark. Many, many small businesses, we all start out trying to be best at everything like them they wanted it to be the best concierge service for the traveler i'm like dude traveling has been closed for the last six months how do you want to increase your sales huh. 
They wanted it to be the best at marketing because they just went to a couple of or several seminars in marketing. They're taking action. Remember, they're taking action. I'm not batching them. I am actually making them an example because they're doing something. But we all start as a small business trying to do everything for our clients, meaning uh, a wholesale client, a friend of ours. They want to start selling wholesale by five pieces, 10 pieces, 100 pieces. Dude, focus. Yeah, but my, the sale is going to go away. I understand that you're eager to generate revenue, but don't become the everything company. It's like a restaurant. When a restaurant starts trying to please every single guest, you're fucked. You're doomed. You have no identity. Oh, you know what? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I can do sushi for you, even though I'm a Mexican restaurant. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I'll do sushi for you. Oh, you want a pasta? Yes, yes, yes. I'll do an Alfredo Alfredo for you. Uh, don't go. Dude, that does not show good customer service. That shows weaknesses. That shows that you're eager for sales revenue, that you're hurting, that you're bleeding. If you want to show that you're great, don't try to be the best at everything. And the truth is that almost every time we fail, because it's not possible to do this, the key to small business success, it's actually to find, dial in, tune in, and choose a niche. What do you mean? I open my restaurant and I'm going to feed the whole world. No, you're not. Any of you think that? You're crazy. What do you mean? Well, if you're a Mexican restaurant, I bet you that there's at least one person in this world that does not like Mexican food. <gasps> Chocker. Yes, yes, yes. Therefore, we just eliminated your premise that you're going to feed the whole world. So you're going to ask me, so what the hell do I do? Well, let's start by defining what's a niche. Okay. So a niche, it's to identify, to pinpoint your ideal client. That simple. Out of everybody in your client list, identify the person that you love working with and be objective, not because they're your friends or not because they pay you on time or not because they pay you on time and never call you. Fuck that. The true individual company that you utterly adore to work with and they are your niche. Actually, by finding and choosing a niche, you can avoid one of the most common mistakes business owners make. And it's going too broad with their store's 
products and market appeal. And I just said it. If you're a restaurateur and you want to be a all menu, dude, just open a buffet. Have you ever gone to a casino buffet? They have Mexican, they have American, they have Italian, they have Asian, they have uh, Indian, they have Moroccan, they have everything that you can imagine. They have cold cuts, they have salads, they have fruit, they have uh, they have like a hundred desserts. They're trying to please everyone that goes to the casino. Different ethnicities, dim sum, soups. They have a shitload of items, right? But if you are a Mexican restaurant, why the hell would you add sushi? Oh, yeah, let me put a sushi bar here. Is it because you, the owner, likes sushi? Have you identified that your ideal client likes sushi? Then open a sushi restaurant on top of your Mexican restaurant. Your small business can't do everything and compete with everyone. The only thing that you're doing is you are showing weaknesses. People will not take you serious. Yes, 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 yes. I can actually uh, um, uh, do uh, audits. Dude, you're not an auditing company. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll hire somebody and work under Invictus. Uh, yes, I can do merchants and acquisitions. You're not specialized on merchants and acquisitions. Yeah, 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 I'll hire somebody and do it under Invictus. And I'm showing, I'm giving you an example as to what, how would it look with us? Yes, we're an accounting firm. We don't specialize on audits. We don't specialize on merchant acquisitions. We don't specialize in forensic accounting. We don't specialize in a shitload of things. That's not our area of expertise. We have so dialed in an area of expertise that we don't handle anything else. We specialize on that niche. We specialize in that area of the market. We know that we are not going to prepare everybody's in the United States tax returns. That's a fact. H&R does not prepare everybody's tax return in the U.S. TurboTax. They don't. They actually know who their market is. So by you knowing who's your market, who's your ideal client, what's your niche, you're actually dialing in, okay? And what you're going to do is you're going to focus your energy, efforts, and resources in that universe. So the whole universe, it's going to be reduced into your own universe. It's going to be easier for you to target and do all your marketing efforts to that new universe.
right? So it's when you're playing darts, right? You have a, a, a little round shit there with little circles inside. I don't know how it was called, dartboard. And what's easier, to aim for the center or to aim to nothing and see if you hit the center? The center of what? If you didn't have that dartboard. So this is more knowing about your company, about your business, about your industry, and about your capacities, your expertise, your knowledge, your team. Do I need to hire more accountants or more bookkeepers or a CFO that is going to support me providing value to my clients instead of, oh, you know what? I'm going to look for a... Um, for a mergers and acquisition specialist. What the fuck for? Trust me, I'm not going to do mergers, mergers or acquisitions. I am not going to do audits. I don't like audits. I know audits. So what about you? A dentist, what's your specialty? What do you specialize in? Do you even know? No, 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 no. I'm gonna do everything in the spectrum of a dentist, dude. What the fuck? So what's going to be your focus on? Oh, everything. No, you can't. It's humanly not possible. So that's why finding your niche is so crucial for your success. We have two common denominator things here from yesterday and today. We're aiming and focusing towards your success. And we're not even talking about numbers. We're not even talking about money. We're talking about your business success. So here are three benefits to select a niche. The first one is better relationship with customers. And this is going to be because a smaller customer base has its benefits. When you are engaging with fewer people, you can actually focus focus on the quality of those engagements and on nurturing your relationships. Your emails can be more personalized, your follow-ups more diligent, and your thank yous more free. Customer service and get to know your customers on a more individual level. Each of these practices will enable you to better serve your customers, further enhancing your relationship with them and solidifying their loyalty to you. You will become like their life insurance. That's what one of our clients said to me. Vidal, you are our financial tax insurance. That's what they said to us. Imagine your clients telling you that. You are our protection. You are our fall through. That's something to be proud of. We appreciate that. That honors us. Nevertheless, that gives us more responsibility because we need to continue delivering. We need to better ourselves. 
number two, and it's very, very important. And I've talked about this. When I first opened my second restaurant, which was from the ground up in Tijuana, we actually held a conference, uh, a press conference. And I will never forget the question and the response that uh, one of my chefs gave to the news media. And we were actually one of the first, one of the, yeah, the culinary world when we first opened uh, Zio in Tijuana was not as, as, uh, as populated or as many chefs uh, with great and amazing restaurants that were in, in the region. So we were one of them. Uh, we were out there, um, and the the news the news person asked, "Hey, who's your competition?" Your and and the chef Benjamin, he answered, "Everyone that sells food, it's our competition." So by you niching in your competition is reduced. When you have a highly specific product or service, there will be less com companies out there with the exact same offering, allowing you to exactly really know who your competition is. Never look at your competition. Let them do whatever they're doing. There's clients for everybody. There's clients for everyone in every single niche, in every single industry. Don't try to go steal. Don't try to steal clients, uh, rob clients. Don't batch your competition. They're doing the best they can. That you are doing better than them, let, it's on you. It's not on them. They have to look at you. Don't look at your competition. Know them, but don't look at them. Well, it's important You're, for companies to have competitors reduce competition. It's not necessarily a bad thing. The less competition you have, less you have to worry about monitoring, monitoring prices and keeping tabs on what they're up to. Plain and simple. Remember, don't have clients that call you because you're cheap inexpensive have clients because you're the best in what you do number three knowing your niche saves you time and money one important part of effective marketing it's identifying and understanding your audience which requires an investment of time and money on data and analytical tools. The benefit of niche marketing is that because you are confined to a specific person and a specific need, less focus is required on digging into your data to understand and keep up with their needs. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you don't, If you niche your niche, you're going to know how to talk to them, who to talk to. 
Are you going to open up your publications for everybody, even kids? Kids don't buy your product. Kids take their parents for to get the, the product. If you go, if you sell something for kids, are you going to talk to the parent or are you going to talk to the kid? On my on yesterday's phone call with this people, they were like so focused on oh it's because everybody uh, everybody needs marketing everybody needs marketing no no not everybody needs marketing everybody needs to sell sales and marketing is different marketing is a tool so you can generate sales okay so by pinpointing your niche. You're going to save a shitload of time and money and energy and efforts and resources because you're going to know how to talk to them and who do you talk to. If you have a product that has to be delivered face to face, are you going to utilize resources, energy and effort for people that are on the other side of the world? No. How the fuck are you going to deliver a, 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 a cake, a freshly baked cake? Oh, you're going to say, oh, I'll send the UPS. Okay, you'll send the UPS. Is it going to get there fresh? Are they guaranteeing you at this time that they're going to deliver it in, in one day? It's up to you. The benefits of niche marketing is that because you are confined to a specific person and a specific need, less focus is required. You will also be doing less trial and error with your methods, which also can be resource heavy. When you serve just one demographic, you have less work to do. Same. You could also operate more seamless and give your undivided attention to this one area. You'll become an expert in that particular area. You're going to become the go-to person, the go-to assessor, advisor, uh, mentor, uh, product, whatever it is, in that specific niche. You'll excel. Maybe you haven't selected a niche or don't know which niche to select. Don't worry. We got you covered, as always. Aha. So here are three steps you can use to find your niche. The first one, and it's, I think, the most important, at least to me, is identify your interests and passions. Identify your interests and passions. Business, it's not easy. And if somebody tells you that it's easy, they're lying to you. Run. And at some point, it will test you. Pretty much every day, your business tests you. If you're working in an area that you care about, your odds of quitting will greatly decrease, especially as a first-time business owners. I personally don't like auditing I'm, ne I'm, I'm never gonna do audits not because I would not be good at auditing but I don't like audit 
So I will not go and audit or perform an audit for a company. I would represent you with the IRS or the state or any agency in an audit. Knock on wood. Because I'm really good arguing. I'm really good at preparing, supporting documentation, analyzing, and giving them good explanations to validate that deduction, to validate that expense. We're really good at keeping you compliant. My passion, it's helping businesses grow through their numbers. You don't need to know your numbers, fuck your numbers. It's me who needs to know your numbers because I am in your team. I'm not an external, I'm part of your company. Ask your accountant if he's part of your company. I bet you that uh, you're gonna get a yes, but when you need them. Number two, identify problems you can actually solve. To create a profitable business, you first need to find problems your target customers are experiencing. Then determine whether you can actually solve them or not. Can you solve the problems that 100% of your customers currently have? If only you can solve 50% of their problems or 50% of your clients, go and ditch the other 50. Increase the fees on the 50 that you're keeping because you're specializing on them. And don't increase their fees by 10 or 15%. Increase their fees by 25, 30% because what you're doing is you're giving them value. You're giving them, giving them something that you specialize on. If you're a restaurant, let's say that you're a baker and you are starting your bakery and you want to do crepes cake specialize just specialize on the crepes cake or the pumpkin spice whatever and specialize on it be the go-to person in that niche which is crepe cakes for pumpkin spice who do I, who am I going to call for a pumpkin spice crepe cake? You. And yes, you. And by doing that, you're going to be able to up charge. That gives you the, the, the right to charge a premium price because you are the best pumpkin spice crepe cake that exists in the whole United States of America. and find a way that you can actually ship that pumpkin spice crepe cake to any part of the world. You specialize on that. And there's a craze, craziness in, in the world about pumpkin spice. I don't know why, but people can actually drink, eat whatever it's pumpkin spice 365 days a year. I just gave you an idea there. 
if you sell cheesecakes, specialize on one type of cheesecake, but just do everything that you do excellent. Number three, I told you never look at your competition, research them. That's it, just research. Don't be looking at your competition. Focus on your business. They're actually focusing on your business and on their business, most of them. Don't be like them. The presence of competition is necessary a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I applaud our competition. Some of them are trailing us. Some of them, I've seen it. They're doing posts like the ones we've done. That's great. But if you're going to copy your competition, go above and beyond. Do it better. FYI. It may actually be showing you that you found a profitable niche. But you do need to do a thorough analysis of your business through the eyes of your competition. Then figure out whether there's still to need to stand out in the crowd. There's always a way to stand out from the crowd. There's always a way to stand out from the crowd. So you are now armed with all the information or some of the information, most information you need to use a niche. And the only thing left to do is to test your idea. Yes, test your idea because it's your idea. And most, I'm more, I'm really sure that whatever you're trying to offer has come to satisfy or fulfill or alleviate one of your hurt or pinpoints. So test it because it might not help everybody. It might not be for everyone. And why would we want just one or two or three clients, right? So keep in mind that there isn't necessarily a perfect process to find a niche. Nope, there isn't. You might be tweaking it from time to time because maybe uh, you thought that your product or service was aimed more towards the female market, but now you realize that males are calling you more or, uh, or I, I don't know. So you're going to be tweaking it and everything is going to be falling into place. But don't go out trying to sell your product or service to the universe. You'll fail miserably. Not even McDonald's offers their products to the universe. That they are all over the world does not mean that they offer their product to the whole universe. I hope that's clear. Coca-Cola, the same thing. They don't go and satisfy the thirst of everybody in the world. So what you want to do is you want to do your homework. But if you get stuck 
in the planning phases, you'll never actually get around to start. If you plan, 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 and you don't sell, 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 you are not in business. I don't remember who said this, but pretty much a lot of people have said this is like, sell your book before you write it. Sell your book before you write it. Just get started. That's simple. Just get started. So Spotify, it's a great place to get past episodes of Lunch with the Shark. Jesus, please play the video. Open Spotify. And in the search bar on the top, type in lunch with a shark. Once you uh, select the lunch with a shark podcast, once you do select uh, uh, the follow button right next to the green play button, there it is, follow. By following us, you will get all the notifications for when we upload new episodes on Spotify. Also, as a reminder, Thursday, two days from today, at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, it's our webinar in Spanish. This webinar, it's called Negocios Sin Fronteras. Como iniciar un negocio en los Estados Unidos de Norteamérica. It's about opening your businesses from Mexico, Chile, Argentina, eh, Panama, Ecuador, Guatemala, uh, Italy, Germany, Switzerland, Hong Kong, anywhere in the world, how can you open your business in the U.S.? You buy, you can actually sign up at invictus-advisors.com slash webinar, and it's free. It's complimentary, and we're going to give a shitload of nuggets. I am going to answer questions. We are going to debunk a lot of misconceptions a lot of opinions people opinions from people that have not even gotten up of their asses and they're giving you opinions <gasps> yes no 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 don't open your business in the u.s because it's super complicated and you know what even if you have a visa they're gonna take it away yes 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 they're gonna take it away because because you can't have a business in the u.s being mexican the Mexican government is going to know that you have a business in in the U.S. and they're going to they're going to they're going to double tax you. Yes, yes, they're going to double tax you. And you know what? They're going to take your visa away as well. Whenever you cross the border, they're going to ask you about your five dollars in your business account. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, no, that's bad. That's bad. Your kids will get they'll they'll take the visa away from your kids. Yes, yes. Fake news. So we only actually have just a few spots left. So please make sure you sign up. I think uh, Jesus is telling me that I think we only have like five or 10 spots left uh, because uh, we're limiting it to like 100 people, I think. We have, yes, we have like 80 something records, right? So action, chop, chop. And to finish today's Lunch with the Shark, 
I'm gonna uh, quote <laughs> a music icon, Dolly Patton. <laughs> She's a country singer for those who don't know her. She's a short uh, country, country singer. So she says, she said, you gotta keep trying to find your niche and trying to, to fit into whatever slot that's left for you or to make one of your own. If you don't fit anywhere, make, make space for you. That's it. Simple. It's been a fun lunch with a shark. Made it. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Bon appetit. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Lunch with a Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website www.invictus-advisors.com and don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and LinkedIn.